Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hello and welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson, Steve Lacey who is our CEO, our founder and director of JSL Solutions, is not here today. He normally is, but he's on vacation. So uh, if you've just joined us, uh, we are a a company called JSL Solutions, and we are really more of a tech company. We uh, help uh, churches do streaming video with our company called StreamingChurch.tv. We help churches do mobile apps through churchapplive.com. And for many, many years before that, we have websites and church management tools, which we still have, called myflock.com. And normally we would talk about tech-related things as it pertains to churches and ministries. But because Steve and I have a background in working with churches and in leadership with churches, we also talk about other things related to church and may not always be tech-related. And that's kind of the case today. I want to talk a little bit about how to be happy. <laughs> now, before you just tune out here, let me let me uh, address you and why I'm talking about this, because uh, if you're listening to this, this podcast, Church Solutions Podcast, you are uh, probably involved in some kind of ministry at your church, maybe a volunteer, maybe a pastor, uh, maybe somewhere in between where you are involved with your church and, and helping out in lots of things. And it's very easy uh, to get involved in church-related things, either as, as paid staff or uh, volunteers, especially if you're a smaller church Uh, You've got a lot going on. There's a lot on your plate. And even if you're in a large church, sometimes you get stuck doing a lot of things because that 80-20% rule seems to work. It seems to go into a place where you have about 20% of the people uh, you know, doing 80% of the work. So it's easy to get caught up and get busy and, and really find yourself unhappy sometimes uh, with how the church is going. Uh, maybe you're just not satisfied with the way the leadership team is, or uh, maybe you're not even happy at times with yourself on how you do things. And uh, I'm a very driven person by nature. I've had to really slow down. Um, I, I worry sometimes quite a bit. Uh, I can get really anxious. Uh, Steve really has a lot of patience, but I, I don't do real well with patience. Uh, I do pretty good working with other people, but when it comes to myself, uh, I, I, uh, I sometimes get anxious over things. So I want to just share some thoughts here for the next probably 25 minutes or so, some tips that have helped me and maybe will help you, uh, because if you're involved in ministry on, on any level, chances are you're, uh, you're going to be stressed at times. And so I'm just going to jump into some things here that have helped me. I'm going to give you a a list here of some things. Uh, I was talking with a young lady, a friend of mine, who is actually my music director at my church and uh, kind of listening to her, giving her a little bit of counsel per se. And uh, I I got thinking, you know, this would be good to maybe share with all of us because we all go, all go through things. So here's my, here's, here's, here's a list of of things that, uh, that can help you stay happy, help you be happy and stay happy. First of all, I would encourage you to choose friends that um, that do make you happy. Uh, I mean, obviously, friends aren't always going to be happy people, and sometimes you have to be there for them. But if you're hanging around uh, routinely negative people, 
You should really limit your time with them. Uh, you ought to really choose how you invest your time with other people. Don't let people drain you or drag you down. Of course, if you're in church work and ministry, that's going to happen. But uh, your friends are the places you can go to talk to people and uh, people that hopefully will encourage you and put a smile on your face. Another thing I would encourage you to consider doing, and, and look, we all know that this is something we should do, and we talk about it. Maybe you're even a pastor and you talk about it, but it's called taking some time out to pray, <laughs> taking a little bit of a quiet time every day or a quiet space, time of prayer and meditation. I don't pray real long, but I block out usually something every, usually a period of time every day. Usually it's in the morning after everybody leaves and I've got time alone where I uh, I spend some time in prayer, a little bit of meditation. Uh, I uh, maybe look at a scripture, maybe not. Sometimes I do. It's not usually real long, but I usually just kind of spend some time uh, gathering myself and asking God for some peace and some direction. And there, you know how to do that. But again, I've read a survey somewhere, a study somewhere where it was stated that pastors don't spend a lot of time praying. <laughs> and I know why that is. It's because not, not because we don't believe in prayer, but just simply because we are busy people. And because we're busy people, sometimes other things get in the way. So I'd encourage you to block out a little bit of time every day for yourself and spend some time in prayer. And you know how to do that. Uh, the other thing, which is a no-brainer, you've probably heard this more and more, but since we're a technology company, let me bring it up. Another way to kind of keep you in a happy spot in life and uh, hopefully not get you off track where you're negative and stressful is to turn off the technology. <laughs> and that is really hard for me. So put the smartphone away for at least a period of time. Uh, maybe even turn off the lights, close the door, walk away from it all for periods of time. Uh, I get up usually in the middle of my day and take the dog for a walk. I work out of an office out of my house, which is great. And so I can periodically, if I'm having a problem with a technical issue, I can just shut it down for a few minutes and get up and stretch and walk around. Um, and it's a little hot outside in Tucson during this time of the year, but uh, I will get out uh, periodically, walk the dog, and uh, maybe even uh, uh, lift some weights for a few minutes. Uh, but get some time, take some time off of technology. Shut it down even for a few minutes every day. Uh, and of course, when, you, when you're done with your job, <laughs> try to keep it off in the evenings. Easier said than done for me. So another way you can be happy is to take some time off work, something Steve Lacey is doing right now, something I plan to do here in a couple weeks. Uh, take some time off and do a little vacation if you can, and certainly, certainly take at least one day off a week. I don't want to get legalistic about it. You can point any direction you want as far as the day goes. Could be Saturday, could be uh, you know Monday. If you're involved in ministry, you probably can't take Sunday off. But uh, uh, although if you're a Seventh Day Adventist, you could take uh, Sundays off, and Saturdays maybe your Sabbath. So uh, whatever it is, take some time off every day, and maybe even plan a vacation, even if it's just a few days. When I started a church years ago, I went out and pioneered a church and started it. I I took time off during the week, but I, I honestly didn't miss a Sunday for like two and a half years. But I did take time off during the week, and I couldn't take a full vacation, but I, I got away for a little bit, drove to Kansas City with my wife and family, and uh, spent a couple days, uh, we, we was at a hotel, uh, Priceline, we'd get a cheap Priceline hotel, pretty nice one, but we wouldn't pay full price, and just take a few days off, that will help. Another thing from my little list here of how to be happy is mentor somebody. That's right. Now you say, Phil, that's a lot of work. 
mentoring somebody. Well, it doesn't have to be a huge endeavor, but I would pick out maybe one person or maybe two. And honestly, I would encourage you to pick somebody younger. I'm trying to do this right now at the church I'm serving at. There are about three guys that are on my radar right now. I'm going to try to coach them when it comes to public speaking and help them get involved. And they are about 20 years younger than I am. Uh, and I really want to try to pour into them a little bit. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be anything real formal. But when you start to pour in other people, especially younger people that really have potential, uh, it's going to encourage you a little bit. It's going to encourage them. and It'll make your life happier. Another point would be to delegate. <laughs> uh, again, easier said than done. If you're involved in ministry and church-related stuff, sometimes it, you feel like, ah, it's just easier if I do it myself. Well, delegating is a good thing because, again, uh, you can pile too much stuff on before you know it. You're burning out. You're unhappy. You're feeling stressful. You're being negative. And, uh, again, it does take some energy to delegate because sometimes you have to show somebody how to do something. You have to train them a little bit. But again, think of it as kind of mentoring in some ways because you can help somebody get to the next level in their life. And honestly, uh, if you're serving in your church, you really need to be multiplying ministers is what I call it. Multiplying ministers, multiplying leaders, multiplying people for your team. Uh, another thing that has helped me a lot is just stepping out and helping others. It doesn't have to be a church. It could be your neighbor. It could be uh, somebody at, at a school. Uh, but when I get the focus off of me, off of me and start to look at other people and their challenges and, and some of the problems they have in life, it really makes me, it puts things in perspective for me. It helps me realize what my problems are. And uh, sometimes when I think my problems are so overwhelming, when I find somebody else that's dealing with something, I begin to realize, oh, okay, I don't have it quite as bad. I can help this person out a little bit. It's one of the things that Jesus did was he, he really helped others, served other people. So again, as we talk about really dealing with stress in your life and, and really finding uh, kind of happy areas of your life, uh, I would encourage you to really block out some time in your day or at least your weekly schedule for important people in your life. And what I mean by that is if you're married, your spouse, uh, if you have children, block out some time from your busy schedule to spend with your kids. Um, it's not always easy to do every single day, but I'd encourage you to try to do that, even if it's a short period of time, and then maybe even one day a week. Uh, we try to do Saturdays together where my family, we all go out and have breakfast together. We try to do that. And and so uh, it gives us a good time to touch base, lets us know we're humans, and and it helps reinforce, reinforce and encourage each other that we really do love them. These are really stress, stress reducers, and uh, it will help to kind of just relax and block out some time for that uh, important person in your life. Could be, maybe you're single, maybe it's your parents that are getting up there in age, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, somebody you're in a relationship with. But I'd encourage you, again, to get the focus off what you're doing all the time if you're really driven and focus on somebody else for a little bit. And your family's a good place to start. So another thing is, as we kind of move on here is, and this is something I struggle with, but um, I'm going to just throw it out there because in some of these things I'm saying, I might be a little bit hypocritical, but I really am trying in some of these areas. One of those is let yourself really begin to think about the future, consider the future in a, in a positive way. In other words, dream about the future. Uh, sometimes you need to schedule that. In fact, if you're like me, you do need to schedule that because 
you're always putting out fires. You're always either helping your church or in this case with JSL Solutions, we've always got things going on. But sometimes you need to stop, step away from, you know, the forest so you can see the trees. And there are things that we would like to do here at JSL Solutions. And sometimes we just need to set aside some time to dream and set aside some time to uh, think about the future and, uh, you know, what you want to do for the future. Where do you see yourself a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? Uh, and again, you, you don't want to get stressed out about it, but you certainly want to uh, see it in a positive way. And then maybe as you dream about your future, maybe think about some steps that you could take to get there. And uh, they, they're small steps at first, but as they go on, as, the, as you move on, you can uh, you can see that happen. And this is involves your this can involve your your ministry, your church, your business, your family, your marriage. It's always good though to step aside. And again, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and and this is kind of where this stemmed from. I have everything scheduled. I use Google Calendar. We use a tool here at JSL Solutions called Asuna. Sauna is what it's called, I guess. And uh, I know Steve schedules every single thing. Uh, I'm not quite as tight as he is on some things. And my friend was saying, who's kind of, she's kind of loosey-goosey. She was a music director, so she's kind of uh, real creative and real artsy. And schedules don't work well well with her (laughs) uh, because some people, they don't. But uh, what I suggested to her was just schedule a couple things every day. And I said earlier, you know, about scheduling as quiet time. I, I really told her, I said, you really should try to schedule a quiet time until you get used to it. And then, you know, things that you want to do uh, with your creative music, I said, you know, schedule some time just to, to write music or think about music or think about, you know, dream about something that's in your head. Uh, a key to doing a lot of this stuff for me is when I schedule things, it takes the stress off of me. Because in my brain, and everybody's different, but in my brain, uh, if I don't schedule things, they're still up there floating around, bouncing around. And if I don't schedule them, I still know they're up there. And so then I get worried and stressed out that I'm going to forget to do them or I don't have a plan for them or something like that. And so when I put it down either on paper or, you know, on my Google Calendar or some other tool that you might use, it kind of takes it off the load off my shoulders, off my head, and puts it somewhere else where I can go to it later. And and it relieves me of the stress and I can enjoy whatever it is I'm doing at the time or the project I've got going at the time. So again, uh, think about the future, schedule some time, consider doing that on a regular basis, and it will reduce the stress, I believe, and help you be a little happier. So again, uh, moving along these lines, I'm a system person. So I encourage you to develop a system for keeping track of things like projects and those kind of things and tasks. Maybe you're not like that, like my friend who I was talking to yesterday isn't. But maybe you could start by at least doing a couple things where you uh, won't waste a lot of time trying to remember things. But instead, you have them somewhere on a calendar that pops up on your smartphone or something like that, where you can begin to see the progress you're making on something. Again, we use Asana, and uh, it's uh, what's it spelled? I can't remember. It's S A S S A S A N A. A S A N A is what we use, and it's really a great tool. But you could use any calendar, Outlook or Google calendars. But uh, the church I used to be with, where Steve is currently at. Uh, they didn't. They weren't very good at systems, and we got we put together a system at our church, and it really helped us get things accomplished, and it reduced a lot of stress among the staff. You might consider something like that for your church if you're involved in leadership, and certainly for your personal life.
Makes sense. Clear as mud. <laughs> Here's uh, another thing. I don't know about you, but relationships are really important, but they're also very stressful. And so as we talk about dealing with stress today and we're talking about, you know, how to be happier in, in our life, um, part of my conversation with my friend yesterday had to do with a relationship she was in, a dating relationship. Relationships are hard, but I would encourage you that if you're having some conflict, to immediately try to resolve that as soon as you can. It's It happens in ministry. It happens with people you volunteer with. It happens in people you serve with in ministry and church. It happens in your family. It happens with people you work with. So if you have a disagreement with somebody, I'd strongly encourage you to really take some time out quickly May not, maybe not right away. Maybe you need to get your thoughts together. Maybe you need to cool off a little bit if they really, you know, ticked you off. But but talk with them and resolve that conflict. Because the longer you let something fester, the deeper the wound usually gets. And the sooner uh, that you have that difficult conversation, uh, really the less stress you're going to have in the long run. So again, uh, some of the stuff we're talking about today in this Church Solutions Podcast. You, you, you've heard this before. You know it. You've probably done most of it. But sometimes we just need a gentle reminder that we need to work on our relationships and we need to resolve conflicts uh, quickly when they come about. Speaking of relationships, I think it's really important to have somebody you can talk to that's older and wiser than you. If not older, at least wiser. <laughs> and for me, that's probably everybody out there, everybody else out there. But uh, there are times where you've really got to bounce some things off of, and it's easier to talk to somebody who has already experienced experienced the challenges you're facing. And again, as I was talking to my friend yesterday for a little while, uh, you know, I was trying to give her a little bit of input over some of the challenges that she was facing because I'd gone through some of them myself. And it always helps. Hopefully I was an encouragement to her and hopefully uh, you can find somebody that will be encouragement to you. Chances are you do that for people, but you need somebody to do that for you. And so again, somebody that's older and wiser can kind of help create, you know, maybe an action plan or uh, you know, something that can kind of help you based out of wisdom instead of just guessing or worrying about what the next steps are in your life. Good counsel is hard to find, but if you can find a friend that's willing to listen to you, it's important, especially, especially if you're involved in leadership and in your ministry, you've got to have somebody to talk to. So I mentioned earlier in this little list that it's good to take breaks. And if you're in a situation where you can actually get out and walk for a while during your busy day, might be around lunchtime, might be maybe a break you get. If you are involved in, in ministry and your, your occupation is pastoral, chances are you have some flexibility in your schedule. Take a walk, go outside, uh, disconnect yourself from the ministry stuff and reconnect with God. Uh, disengage from the stress of life and reconnect with uh, with with the Lord and what he wants to to do in your life. And it could be just as simple as going and walking down to a quiet space in the church or maybe outside, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, taking a walk every day makes a big difference in my life. Doesn't have to be long, but it helps a lot. All right. Hopefully this is helping. Got a couple more to go here and then we'll wrap it up. Here's something that always works. You know this. I know this. Unfortunately, we forget. Practice being thankful. This is a discipline that does not come naturally for me, not that I'm always negative, but I sometimes forget about how good I've got it 
And being grateful really will help you when it comes to stress and it will kind of get you back in that uh, more of a joy-filled life. It's it's being thankful. There's always things in, in our life that we can be thankful for, right? And I want to encourage you to think a little bit about uh, maybe people that you're grateful for, maybe the situation you're in, uh, maybe not at the time, but maybe, you know, where you live or uh, the situation. Uh, there's always a, a silver lining in things, even if it's dark at times. Uh, I would encourage you to maybe even put this on your schedule. If you're a schedule guy, take a moment out or a schedule gal, take a moment out and say, you know what, I want to just practice for a minute being thankful. You know, God, thank you for you know, my spouse, or thank you for my family, or, or thank you for that person in my life uh, that uh, speaks things into my life. Uh, learning to take the time out to thank God and others will make a huge difference. And here's something that I learned years ago, when I was, especially when I was starting a church. I was so into this thing when I was starting a church. I'm pretty intense by nature, but you've got to disengage and find yourself a hobby. If you don't have a hobby right now, I want to encourage you to find one. Uh, for me, it was off-roading. That's right, off-roading with a Jeep. Uh, I grew up in Ohio, and my father worked for a strip mine company. He was actually partners in a coal company. Uh, wasn't a huge, huge, big deal, but it was a small company. And uh, there was we had several strip mines that my dad would go to and, and uh, kind of help supervise and do things, and he had a Jeep. And so I grew up learning to drive a Jeep when I was about 10 years old in these uh, areas out in the country where there were strip mines and kind of off-roading came naturally because of bulldozers and uh, shovels and drag lines. And I got to drive around a little bit. And then I just loved Jeeps growing up. And my dad would come home. I was brought home in a little Jeep from the hospital. <laughs> I don't remember that, but uh, that's what they told me. And there's lots of pictures in my family of all the Jeeps my dad had, which were work vehicles. So when I got old enough to drive, I went out and bought myself a Jeep, a 1974 CJ5. And then I went out and bought a 1977 CJ7, bought it brand new. And I had a couple CJ7s. And my father, uh, right before he died, went out and bought a little Jeep called a CJ8, a Jeep Scrambler. They only made 27,000 of them. They made them from 1981 through 1986, although we're not sure they really made any in 1986. They just kind of stamped them in 1986. We think they were leftovers from 1985. But... Uh, my father bought this Jeep, brand new, and then a few months later died, unfortunately. And then my my brother kind of inherited it and just kind of kept it on the family homestead. It was just parked in the barn, got a little rust on it, and he drove it around a little bit occasionally, not much. And about 15, 16 years ago, my brother said, hey, do you want this Jeep? And I said, I don't know. I had a Dodge pickup truck with a four by four. It had a lift kit on it. So I was doing some off-roading with the, with the Dodge at the time. I had a couple Jeeps before that, but for whatever reason, got rid of them. And I thought, yeah, I'll just go ahead and get it. So I, I brought this Jeep to Arizona and um, had my pastor's father restore it and started driving it around. It was a Jeep Scrambler. And uh, my son was born at the time and put him in the back with a little car seat. And then I started to do more and more off-roading with it. And then I started to modify it. And I don't suggest that you do this kind of a hobby, but if you're into off-roading, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's also very expensive. So now this little Jeep, it sits on uh, 
39-inch tires. Actually, I had 44-inch tires on it, uh, but I wore the tires out and got smaller tires, 39.5. And I have big heavy-duty axles, one-ton axles. It's wide. It's got a roll cage. It's got body armor. I have done every single thing that the Jeep replaced the engine, replaced the transmission. Still have the original transfer case, but I've done some modification on that. And, and I've modified just about every single piece in this Jeep. So it was really expensive, but it was a hobby. Uh, and my um, when I was in Kansas and pastoring in Kansas and started this church, we started our own little off-road club. It was kind of a Christian off-road club, although we didn't really call it Christian. And we got people involved, and some of them ended up becoming Christians and coming to the church. And we had lots of fun doing off-road trips to Colorado and Oklahoma and Oh, gosh, Moab, Utah. Now that I'm back in Arizona, uh, I take it out different places around Arizona. And so it's a hobby. So for me, it was a great way to get away from the stress and the and the just the, the tension of ministry. So whatever it is you do, maybe you're not maybe you're not a pastor. Maybe you're just involved in volunteer work. Uh, you still should have a hobby of some kind and maybe not as intense as as an off roading hobby. Maybe something a little cheaper, although every hobby can be kind of expensive. Uh, Steve has a Mustang that, that he really loves and has had several Mustangs. And uh, he's pretty good at not putting a lot of money into it. But uh, you can tell he likes that Mustang. And uh, there's there's other hobbies out there that you can have. So consider doing that to disengage and to spend some time. And the last thing on my list when it comes to uh, dealing with stress and dealing with anxiety and and really how to be happy, the last thing on my list is you really kind of need to acknowledge the fact that you are not in control. Um, It's easy to get yourself worked up over things when they don't go right, when things at church don't go well, when things in the house don't go well. Life is kind of a mess at times. Life is complicated. There's always going to be things that pop up. Uh, We had a technical issue at our church the other day pop up. The computer was our pro presenter program got all goofed up and screwed up all our projectors and it was very stressful fortunately i had somebody that i've delegated to oversee that stuff but it was still stressful as i was i think going to speak that sunday but you know what i just said you know what if it doesn't work we'll just do church the old-fashioned way without a projector without multimedia presentations big deal. We can go one week without it. And it was kind of nice to have somebody else stress about it because he was trying to get it up and going. But I just kind of realized, you know what, I'm not in control of this church. I'm not in control of of, of my family because they have <laughs> they have a will of their own. Uh, I can bring direction. I can bring guidance. I can bring encouragement. But the, the bottom line is life has curveballs. Life has turns and twists. And uh, cars break down. Uh, relationships get complicated. But the truth is, I'm not in control. And when I get worrying about things and get stressful about things, that's a warning light that goes off in my mind. And I begin to realize, you know what? I'm trying to take on something I was never meant to take on. I'm not supposed to be worrying about this stuff. Jesus said worrying won't help you one bit. It won't add to your life. In fact, it takes away from your life. And so uh, there's scripture where... uh, Actually, John the Baptist, who was talking about Jesus, said, "Ah, he must become greater, I must become less. And that's kind of the way I am right now in my life. Hey, it's God's church, it's God's ministry, it's God, you know, my family is God's family, and so I'm just going to 
become less and let God have control and turn it over to him because he's he's better in he's better equipped to handle things than I am and I hope that that's a truth in your life as well sometimes you just got to relax and let it go and uh, resign from being the manager of the universe because you and I aren't able to do that. We're not equipped to do that. So hopefully this little list has helped you a little bit. It was inspired uh, by several great people out there. And uh, I don't always practice it, but I try to remind myself to do. And when I do practice it, life is a lot better for me. So Steve should be back next week as we continue our Church Solutions podcast. Do me a favor, go to iTunes and subscribe to our Church Solutions podcast if you haven't, and give us a review. We'd like to hear what you think about it. There's all sorts of different podcasts on there from different subjects, and we'd love to hear from you. A review would help us. Be honest about it. Let us know what you think. And if you have some questions and you have maybe a subject for a future podcast, let us know. Just send us an email, church. Well, no, let's back up. To call it this, just, just send an email to uh, uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. Support at streamingchurch.tv. Uh, let us hear from you if you have a, have some things you want to add to this list or maybe a topic you'd like us to cover sometime in the future. So on behalf of Steve Lacey, who's on vacation, and the whole team here at JSL Solutions, I'm Phil Thompson. Have yourself a great day, and we will catch you next time.